Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to Fleet Thugger. I'm your host, Sean Murray, and uh, it is almost 11.30 at night, and we're just on the eve of the Super Bowl. And uh, in, a few, in, in a few minutes, I will certainly give you, we'll start the top of the show with, with that, Super Bowl predictions, and we'll talk about the game in general, the, the nuances, the little ins and outs. Um, as I usually start with most of my, pod, most of my episodes, for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your uh, neighbors, fellow co-workers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them to come on in. As we, as we talk about nothing but the world of football and the rumor mills are heating up in the offseason, we talk about you know new head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Um, again, we'll talk about the Super Bowl this episode, hopefully uh, as the – as a couple more episodes we move on, we'll start talking about the NFL draft, and we'll, everybody does this mock draft 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, whatever the case is. All the experts do that. We'll, at some point in time, we will, we will certainly get down to doing that, and we'll talk about draft, and we'll talk about, I think, more, more so after the Super Bowl since the uh, Eagles, the Eagles and Chiefs are playing tomorrow. So once that game is pretty much done and over with, we will we'll set aside maybe a couple of episodes down the road where we'll certainly talk about the NFL draft. Uh, for those of you from day one, I want to thank you for doing so. And as always, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors. I don't care if you invite your dog, your cat, any <laughs> any pet you might have. Um, anybody, please invite them to come on in Listen, listen to the podcast. Um, if you do not listen to me here on Anchor, I am on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, just just those just those I am on. Um, I certainly have always said if you got any questions whatsoever, reach me out on Facebook or Spotify. If you got a question, doesn't matter what the question is, football related, doesn't matter. Uh, we can talk about we can talk about the Super Bowl, we can talk about you know head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, draft, whatever you need to talk about. Please, yeah, please do, yeah. Reach out to me, and like I said before, and I'll say it again, I will certainly do, I will certainly put aside some time in any episode whatsoever to answer your question. If I got to stay a whole, we got to do a whole episode, nothing but answering nothing questions, I will I will certainly do so. Um, certainly hopefully here, down the road, we will reach, hopefully I'll get a chance to reach the 200th episode, which... Again, that's a, a little a little bit off. That's a little ways off, but we're, slowly but surely we're, we're building up. We're getting there, and certainly uh, I don't know if I've got any ideas for two hundredth episode if when we get there. But uh, hopefully, when we do get there, um, maybe maybe you guys have got some ideas for me for the two hundredth episode down the road. But again, like I said before, reach out to me um, again. Whatever the question might be. Uh, before we go any further and talk about the Super Bowl, let's talk, uh, I want to I want to say thank you. Uh, I've had some um, again. I've had more you know, just like uh, small businesses else you know throughout the United States that have reached out to me and added me to their to their page. I want to thank them for doing so, reaching out to me, and uh, and certainly hopefully they can move on. They can tell their they can tell their. Uh, Customers about about the webs about, about this about the podcast I should say as well uh, and again it doesn't matter where you listen to podcasts from if you're at home chilling you're uh, at work on a break coming home from work 
or just, you know, I don't give you, you know, sit in the park, get your ear, <laughs> earplugs in, or whatever the case is, uh, certainly, I don't mind, please, by all means, listen, yeah, please, listen to the podcast, uh, bored you enough, let's, let's jump into tomorrow's game, and the Super Bowl is finally here, it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, for the Lombardi Trophy. Now, everybody's got their predictions, everybody is, you know, everybody's predicting away. I think you get a little bit of both. You can probably get a little 50-50. Some people think the Eagles will win, some people think the Chiefs will win. So you got, you got a little bit of a balance. Um, but let's but let's break let's let's break it down for you. And we'll, we'll, we'll start with the most important position in on the on the two teams. And that's the quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks are always the most important important player on the team. Now for the significance, people always said that it's there for the first time ever at Super Bowl history there were two African American quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. So it's certainly a uh, certainly a big big deal. It's certainly a huge deal. Now, who do we give the edge to? Patrick Mahomes just won his second MVP. Jalen Hurts, who was on the verge of was on the verge maybe of winning that MVP award. Now Jalen Hurts had a had a, had a solid year this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes again. We are talking about his second MVP. Uh, the thing about it, the big big thing is Patrick Mahomes has been there, kind of done that already. He's been to many AFC Championship games. He's been to some Super Bowls already. So again, this this situation is a situation a game where this does not face Patrick Mahomes because again, been there, done that. So he's used to the, to the spotlight on him. Now Jalen Hurts now. Jalen Hurts is kind of, you have to remember, Jalen Hurts is kind of used to the spotlight. You got to go back to his days in Alabama, you know, he was involved in a national championship game. We all know that he got benched, Tua took over, but Jalen Hurts has been in this situation before. So he has a knickknack, so he has, he does know the high pressure game is because he went for a national championship. Now, again, playoffs, it's a couple, second year in a row, now, now he's in the Super Bowl. So who do you get the advantage to? Again, both guys are mobile, but Jalen Hurts is way more mobile. And to be honest with you, I think Jalen Hurts will use his legs a lot more, a lot more, to avoid that Kansas City, that Kansas City patch rush. I think that's what Jalen Hurts is going to do. Again, Joe Burrow did not give, does not give you that, but Hurts will give you that. Now Mahomes, Mahomes is mobile. He's not as mobile as. as Hurts, but if he needs to scramble, he can. The ankle, it seems to be 100%. It has healed, so that's good for Patrick Mahomes. And he'll have a, he'll have a lot to do to avoid that pass rush. Again, Philadelphia Eagles pass rush, you got to remember, I think I told what, seven sacks this, yeah, this season. And that is a, that is certainly a lot of sacks, and trust me. Um, like I said, Mahomes is not a, a drop-back passer. He can't scramble, so again, We'll see. We'll see if the Eagles can put the pressure. I feel the Eagles can put pressure on Mahomes, and I think he's going. To, I think they're going to be able to do that. Uh, but for the edge, I got to give Patrick Mahomes the edge. Simple fact: been there, done that. Already. That's the biggest thing. He is used to the high pressure game. He's done this a few times over. He's used to the high pressure. Not saying Hurts is not, but again, the national championship game. You got number. You got bench. Tua came in. Yeah, and then again. The next year, Hurts transfers to the University of Oklahoma. So again, I got to get Mahomes the edge. Now, let's talk about the running game. Now, again, you have to look at it. You have to, with Kansas City, it's 
it's, it's kind of a shamble for running game. Isaac Pachenko has been the, is right now, has been the top running back. Um, I know Ronald Jones, who was supposed to be, was supposed to factor in the equation, has been a non-factor pretty much all year. Uh, Jared McKinnon has been a nice weapon for Patrick Mahomes in that running game, but I think he gets more for pass catching on the backfield. Now, Clyde Edwards Lair, he hasn't activated off the IR. There's a chance he should play the Super Bowl. But again, the biggest thing is it's Patrick Mahomes in the passing. It's never been about the running game. You look at the other side, the season before last, the Eagles were ranked number one, the number one rushing offense on football. Miles Sanders had a career year this year. Uh, Boston Scott, he usually puts it, he can put up uh, some quality. He can be a pretty dangerous weapon himself. Again, I got to give the edge running game to simply Philadelphia. Miles Sanders is, is right now probably better than any running back that Kansas City's got on their roster. And I'm interested to see what Miles Sanders and Miles can catch best out of the backfield. I want to see if they would use Miles in that capacity. Uh, another man to look out for, Kenneth Gainwell. He's been he's been a pretty solid backup this year for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially for Miles Sanders. Um, and yeah, I'll let for I'll let for Gainwell to get some carries. I think a balance of Sanders and Gainwell will be, will be solid for the Eagles, and I think that will do. And I like to see I like to see what, what that can do against. The uh, Kansas City, if Kansas City stop the run, and again, I got to give them the edge. Now, the funny thing about us, we go to we go to wide receivers. Now, there'd be a point in time if Tyreek Hill was still around, I might give Kansas City the edge. But I'm going to get. But again, you have to look at it. I got to give. I've got to give the Philadelphia Eagles the edge. Of course, AJ Brown, a thousand a thousand yard receiver, yeah, this year. And A.J. Brown was a tremendous boost for the Philadelphia Eagles in that trade. Devontae Smith, second-year player, another 1,000-yard receiver. Now, after that, you can, yeah, the depth might be a little bit questionable for Philadelphia, but you got two guys. you got Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is one of the, big, one of the better tight ends in this league, but unfortunately, he's going against Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. But you look, but you look at the Kansas City. Kansas doesn't have the wealth. Again, they got Marquez Valscanlin. He was supposed to be the, I guess, the top Rekeel. He's supposed to take it up over the top. But there's times where he has disappeared this season. Now, they do have Juju, and I'm sure Juju might be the type of guy that I'm sure Philadelphia knows Travis Kelsey is there. They'll probably should be able to, like, they're going to have to double cover Kelsey as best they can. And again, if guys like Scanlon, uh, Justin Watson, or Juju beat you, so be it. They beat you. And that was the thing I told about the Cincinnati Bengals. I said, I'll keep you got a double cover, triple cover, triple cover of Kelsey. Let somebody else beat you, but don't let Kelsey do it. And again, I think Philadelphia has to take the same philosophy. Well, double cover, triple cover, but if the other guys beat us, so be it. They beat us. But again, I have to give Philadelphia the edge as far as overall depth and what this team can do, can do really. I gotta give them the edge. Now, if we go offensive line, to me, I gotta give Philadelphia the edge again. Philadelphia has one of the best offensive lines in all of football, probably top three or four. Kansas City, Kansas offense has gotten better the last couple of years, as we all know. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, they got trounced by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, again, to me, the Philadelphia Eagles may have a better defense than Tampa Bay did, the one that trounced them. And I'm interested to see that if you have Orlando Brown. 
as a left tackle. Melando's going to have his work, his work, his work cut out on that defensive side, that defensive line alone. Hassan Resnick, he's a guy that has had what 16 sacks this year. Again, he's a guy that's going to be a factor for Kansas City. They have a much better offensive line than they had a couple of years ago, but it's not on the Philadelphia Eagles level. In Philadelphia, again, Philadelphia can run the football. They can throw the football. And to me, in a way, I still think Kansas City is still one-dimensional, and that's Patrick Mahomes. So offensive side of the ball, as crazy as it sounds, Philadelphia is better on the offensive side of the ball than Kansas City. And that's it's, it's crazy to say. It's weird to say. But overall, they're a little bit better. Let's talk the defense side of the ball. If you go defensive line, there's no contest. Philadelphia all the way. Philadelphia again, we talked about it. 70 sacks this season. Of course, that's from the defensive line, the linebacking position. And again, it's it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's it, there's no contest. I mean, to me, I think if Matt Mahomes' ankle is, is 100%, but again, I don't know if I don't know if Kansas' offensive line will be able to stop really to stop him. I, I really don't believe that. Like I said, we just stated, you know, Tampa Bay beat him up pretty badly. You know, beat him up pretty badly, you know, uh, two, a couple of years ago. Then I think Philadelphia could do an even better job. And I think that's, to me, that's a that's a concern. And again, there's no Tyree to kill to speak of. So that is a concern. If we talk about the secondary, I still have to give Philadelphia Edge the secondary. I mean, you got Dar- Darius Slay, Darius Slay, uh, Johnson. They've got from the uh, who they got from the uh, Saints has been a stellar pickup. So again, now if we go special teams, I might have to give the Kansas City edge here. I do like Buckler. I do like Harrison Buckler more than I do Elliott. But again, if I look at it overall, dude, to me, Philadelphia has a much better football team than Kansas City. Now I would not count Patrick Mahomes out, and I'm not going to count. And I'm not going to count him out whatsoever. But again, to me, Philadelphia has a much better football team. And again, as I'm going to say it, we're going to say, let's say thirty. I'm going to say Philadelphia thirty-one. We're going to say Kansas City twenty-seven. Kansas City, I think, still, is still going to finally put some points, some points on the board. Put some points on the board. But again, I still think at the end of the day, I think Philadelphia wins another championship. And Kansas City will go home. I'm afraid Kansas City will go home. Just coming up a little bit short. And again, Patrick Mahomes, his legacy will continue on. He's been the AFC champion in the Super Bowl. But again, this will be, I think this will be Jalen Hurts' first Super Bowl. And whether Jalen can come back and do it again next year, again, Philadelphia, again, both teams. Have pretty good chance of making it back to the playoffs at least next year. The Kansas City to me, maybe he's still a team to beat the AFC West, and I still think Philadelphia is a team to beat in the NFC East. Now, both I mean Philadelphia is going to have, you know, some decisions to make in the offseason. Miles Sanders is a free agent; he's a top running back. If you don't bring him back, is Gainwell going to be the uh, starting running back next year, or do you go to the draft, or do you, you know, do you trade for somebody? Um, I, you know that's that's interesting. You know, question the question to ask. Um, defensively, I know they'll lose Hargrove to free agency, and they more than likely probably will. Um, as far as Kansas City, as far as Kansas City goes, 
I, I know uh, Juju is a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if Juju leaves. And again, they're going to have to find another receiver. They're going to have to find that other receiver that could be a number one receiver. Kelsey, Kelsey's been a, a solid tight end, but you have to wonder how much he had. You have to wonder, is uh, Travis Kelsey eventually going to hit the wall? Mahomes, Mahomes is only 20, what, seven years old. Mahomes still got a lot of time left, a lot of time left. So there's going to be some decisions for these two teams to make in the offseason. But for right now, Philadelphia 31, Kansas City 27. Now that we've finished talking about the Super Bowl, let's jump into some other subjects. Let's talk about, matter of fact, we'll stay in the NFC East a little bit. We'll talk about the Washington Commanders now. I read an article that coming coming from um, I believe um, from my local paper here. Matter of fact, as uh, the guys are talking about Ron Rivera and they're talking about Chase Young. Now Chase Young is going to this, I believe, his fourth year of the contract of a, of a five-year deal. You know, his rookie year. If yeah, if you know, will they will they consider you know exercising the fifth-year option on Chase Young now? There's been rumors going around that Ron Rivera sat down with this, I guess, a local writer. And from what I've gathered from the article is that, again, Ron has sat back and said, him and the coaching staff will sit down and they will have to look. And they will have to look at the tape and, and, see, and, and see, what, see what they can make, make of this situation. Now, Chase Young was, had an awesome rookie year, defensive rookie year. The last two years, he's been hit with a lot of injuries and he's missed a lot of the last two seasons so now this is the fourth year of that will he get an option on the fifth year now there's been speculation that that might not be the case that chase is going to have to is going to really have to stay healthy for full 17 games and really put up some solid numbers for for the commanders to um to give it some strong consideration now again we discussed we discussed the commanders enough as is now the biggest thing is for the commanders is it's not so much Chase Young, Ron Rivera, it is the ownership. And you gotta remember, we all have to remember deep down inside, if you think in the back of your mind, Daniel Schneider is supposedly gonna sell his team. Now again, you don't know if the new ownership comes in, they might have a different philosophy. They may say, Well, you know what, Ron, we don't like the job that you're doing, we don't like the job this guy's doing, or that guy's doing. So you're all out of here. So to me, Ron can sit back and tell people that hey, we're gonna we need to sit back and evaluate Chase Young and all that, you know, Chase Young and whatnot. But Ron's got to realize, and I'm sure Ron realizes in the back of his mind that eventually this team is going to be sold. And if this team is sold, whenever that, whenever that's going to be the case, then Ron has to, has to sit back and look. Well, my job might be in jeopardy again. You might have a, yeah, they may bring an all new, you know, all new GM. Rivera could be gone. So. For Ron to come out and pretty much say that, hey, we got to evaluate Chase Young. And I'm sure, I'm sure deep down inside, everybody will be evaluated. I mean, again, he's already said that Sam Howell will get the first dibs at the starting quarterback job for the, for the Commanders in 2023. But again, with Chase Young, Young is a, a very talented individual, and injuries have, have hurt him. Yes, I get it. Now, Again, another possibility is I don't, and I don't think the Commanders will will do it. But then again, I could be wrong on this. If, if they're not so sold, they're not sold on Chase Young, then trade him. I mean, you've got decisions to make. I mean, if they're on pain, he's gonna be free agent. He's probably gonna be gone. He's gonna be gone. Okay, 
My, my thing is with, with Chase Young is very simple. It's very simple to this. If you don't think, if Ron doesn't think he that he's it, that, he, that he's just not the guy that they drafted, you know, a couple, you know, a few years ago and trade him. And tell me somebody in this league that would not would not take a Chase Young. Somebody would. Now, I to me, I'm sure the commanders have even thought about it. They probably want a little something. But then again, if you're the team that wants Chase Young, you got to say, well, guys, uh, he's been hurt the last couple of years. Where are yeah. So they might try to lowball the commanders. And I know the commanders probably know that. And they're going to stick to their guns. But to me, like I said before, what, what gets what gets me about the whole thing is, is, is simply this. It's hard for me to, in the back of my mind, it's hard for me to put a lot of grain of salt into, into what Ron Rivera said about any player, whether it's Chase Young or any other player on this team, because the ownership is up in the air. And the bottom line is there's not a free agent, there's not any free agents that are just beckoning, beckoning or raising their hands and wanting to come to town. For the commanders because of the ownership. Because the ownership is, there's instability at the ownership spot. And whatever that, whatever that, you know, whatever that happens and Dan Schneider sells, you know, sells his team, then things are different. But again, like I said before, that means that goes from the general manager to Ronald Burr to the players itself. You know, if you got any ownership coming in at some point, they've got their own opinion. Again, it's just like a business. If you don't like, if you don't like, if you don't like the workers that you got, got then you'll get rid of them and you'll bring people in that you know that will do that can do the job for you, and that's in any that's in any that's in any company, whether it could be a Walmart or you know whatever the case might be. The thing is, I mean, if you don't like the way it's run, they go bring people in to do it. And to me, new ownership might not like the way Barnberg's doing things. He could be gone, you know. Again, gentlemen, and the, with the trades. With the Carlson Wentz trade, which was bombing, the new owners might come in and say, "You know what? We don't like, yeah, we don't like the way you're conducting business. You're out of town. You're gone." Again, it's it's hard for me to sit back and say who I really believe. Again, here, here's my speculation as who might wind up being the being the owners of, the owners of the uh, Commanders are the names thrown out there, but again. For Chase Young, Chase Young is still a talented player. Granted, injuries have, have cost him the last couple of years. I get it and understand it. But there's a lot of teams in this league that would take gamble on a Chase on a Chase Young. Now, you know, one team is one weird team is what about the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys could take Chase Young. You can imagine could you imagine Dexter Lawrence, Chase Young, and yeah, and Parsons. I mean that would be that would be tough, but again, Wash is not gonna trade to Cowboys, right? Come on now. They wouldn't do that. Now, again, if Washington does it, they're probably good trading some team to, to the AFC. They can't imagine Chase Young went to work, went to a play for maybe Bill Parcells. Now, he, yeah, now that's the type of guy that Parcells would probably jump on a heartbeat is Chase Young and make him a, make him one of the top pass rushers, you know, pass rushers in this league. That would be a great fit. Um, yeah, looking around, I mean, there's a lot of spots where Chase Chase could go to. Um, I mean, I love him in Cincinnati. Can you imagine him on one him on one side, Hickerson on the other side? I love that. I love having the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They would like to have a Chase a Chase Young. What about the Raiders? Can you imagine Young, and then maybe Crosby, but then you get rid of but you got but you get rid of Chandler Jones. 
Uh, I would say the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos pass rush could use a little boost. They lost that to Bradley Chubb. Maybe bring in, maybe bring in Young. Young. Um, the Chargers. It would be interesting. That, uh, let's say because there's been rumors going around that Khalil Mack could be a cap casualty. He could get cut. Bosa. Bosa has been hurt off and on the last few years. What if you bring in a younger guy like Chase Young? Just saying, I put it out there. The Titans, heck, the Tennessee Titans could use him. He'd be a nice fit for the for the, uh, for the Titans. I mean, what about you know, Jacksonville could use a guy like that? Can you imagine Chase Young playing Jacksonville? I mean, there's a lot of spots. Again, if you look at the NFC, think about it. Think about the NFC. Uh, certainly, Detroit Lions could probably jump on him because they're looking. They're looking. They're looking for any type of player on defense. Can you imagine Hutchinson with Young? Now that would be something Detroit, Detroit fans could, could certainly get behind. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings defense is horrible. They went out and got Brian Flores, but could Chase Young fit Brian Flores' scheme? But again, I, again, you put you put thoughts out there. I mean, but again, it's 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 interesting. But again, I think really that I really believe that Chase could certainly be valued to any team. But you have to wonder. You have to wonder. I mean, again, I know that Ron Burris said they did the same philosophy with uh, Payne, where Payne, they were not sure about Payne. They they didn't offer him a contract. They didn't give him a, they didn't offer him a contract in his fifth year, and Payne had a good year, and now the commanders are kind of going to pay for it. Again, this is the same situation. What if Young has a solid year this year? Again, are you going to do the same situation as Payne? Again, this is this is what I'm talking about as far as Ron Burr saying, saying stuff because I don't know, because you don't know, ownership is the biggest thing. And and I'm sure Payne's not coming back to the commanders because, again, it's not so much Ron Burr, not so much this and that. It's the ownership, and that's the problem. Nobody's going to want to come. Nobody's going to want to come there until you get the ownership fixed, straightened out. And again... When that happens, nobody knows. And again, this is gonna this is gonna push the commanders back further. You got you've got, I mean Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia's going anywhere. Sure, they might lose a couple players in the season, but they're not going anywhere. Dallas, to me, Dallas has got Dallas can do. Dallas needs to work on the offensive side of the ball. But I don't think Dallas is going anywhere. And the Giants, the Giants have made improvement, have made tremendous improvement. Brian Brian Drabble ended up being the coach of the year, which was. Not a surprise. I predicted that he would predicted probably to do so anyway. And right now, the Commanders right now may be the worst team in that division. And to me, the Commanders almost almost had a winning record this past year. You never had, had an outside shot looking in at the playoffs. So again, whether you know, again, they made they made that decision not to, not to uh, exercise. Fifth year on pain, but now he's going to be a free agent. Same thing's going to happen to Young. And again, what was a pretty good defensive line at one point is now is now taking a step back. And that, my friends, is not very good for the Commanders moving forward. That's not a very good thing. They need to, it's like the Commanders need to do something. Because the Eagles are still the best team in that division. The Cowboys, not going anywhere. And the Giants, they're getting better. And for that, that becomes a problem. For the commanders, and to me, Washington again, they could be the same. You know, in the again, Washington, 
especially you know the Washington fans, they're gonna be shaking their heads. They're gonna want somebody's head on a platter. And again, I'm sure they want Dan Schneider's head on a platter, but again, you don't want to keep losing this player and that player and this player and that player to free agency, and you've got nothing to show for it. And for me, it's a double-edged sword. I know you want pain back. It's gonna cost a lot of money. If you let him go, then what are you gonna do with Chase Young? If Young goes out here and gets 15 or 16 sacks next season, are you gonna go the same route with Payne? And if you do that, that's a huge, huge mistake. But I get what Ron Burr is saying. Injuries have hurt him the last couple of years, but Ron's gotta realize, I don't think anybody really wants to stay with Washington until Daniel Schneider's up out of here and gone. And you're not gonna have a lot of free agents Unless the only free agents have come there are free agents that feel they're on their last leg and they want that paycheck. Now, I hate to say it like that, but it's really the truth. So for uh, Chase Young, I think Chase, if he stays healthy, yes, Chase will have a solid year. But for Washington fans, hear what I'm saying. They did his philosophy on pain. It didn't pan out. He's going to be gone if Young does the same thing. He's going to be gone because nobody wants to stay. Nobody wants to really stay around with, you know, with. And to be honest with you, you have to wonder deep down inside if we're talking about that. What about, yeah, there are going to be players that are getting good contracts. And you have to wonder deep down inside, do you end up trading those? Again, that was a terrible one. Had a, had a, is a very good receiver. But you have to wonder deep down inside. If Washington struggles and he's got a good contract, do you get do you get do you get him out of Washington? And he could go to a pretty solid team that's a playoff team. We'll see. For Chase, certainly he's a solid player. Injuries got him. It's cost him. I get it. Understand that. But the thing is, he is still he's still a solid player. And for Washington, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to and again. Injuries happen to the best of us, right? But for uh, Chase Young, certainly hope, I certainly hope he has a solid year. And hopefully he makes Washington <laughs> eat crow. It seems we have, we have a recurring theme here. That is the NFC East. It seems to be a recurring theme. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I think somebody did an interview with uh, C.D. Lamb. And somebody asked C.D. Lamb about the... Uh, about Dak's year, about him throwing inter about throwing interceptions and his struggles this year. And CD, true to form, back in his quarterback's play and said, well, he needs better, he needs more weapons. Well, to be honest with you, CD, and we've all known this, every expert knows this, and analysts have always said this, and CD is right in a way. He's right. You need more weapons. And let's be honest with you, if we look ahead to 2023, Dak will have less weapons. I mean, there's been talk about about trading, about cutting Zeke or trading Zeke. Um, Pollard's a free agent, and I'm sure that um, out of the two, I'm sure Jerry would rather keep Pollard over Zeke. But he wants his best to try to bring them both back. And Zeke has already said that he would take a pay cut to come back. Not saying it's not impossible for both guys to come back, Zeke and Tony Pollard. But I think out of the two, you'd rather have Pollard back. Now Pollard is injured, is injured. You don't know if he's been ready by, you know, by open day. 
if he is now, if he is, that's great. But again, you have to wonder if you get rid of Zeke, do you dip into the draft? Do you go get a a free agent, you know, a free agent running back, a running back that has experience? But again, for right now, Pollard needs to be your number one running back and not Zeke. But can Pollard, you know, take the penalty that Zeke has? And that's going to be a big question. Now, CD has proved himself to be a number one receiver this past season. He was Dak's favorite target. Maybe Dalton Schultz was number two, but CD was number one. Again, you got Michael Gallup. He came back from an ACL injury, but again, Mike, Michael's not a bad player, but Michael, I've always felt, would be a good number three, not a number two. And again, and that's the biggest thing with this. We heard so much about the Odell Beckham thing, if, if, if they would get Odell. I personally thought they should have gotten a couple of receivers. Um, and there are going to be some receivers in this year's, you know, in the free agency. Um, some are going to get cut. Uh, you know, one guy, one guy that pops in mind, he's not a, not a spectacular, not, he's, not a, he's not the wow factor. But what about a guy like Adam Thielen? Now, can you imagine? Yeah, now Adam Thielen. Here's my thing. Can you imagine CD, Thielen's your number two, and maybe, you know, Gallup number three? Again, there are some couple of receivers in the draft that are not that not that bad. I don't think that's going to be a a big thing that Jerry's going to spend is going to use that draft pick on the receiver. Now again, we say that Jerry made the mistake about not getting extra receiving help. He thought he he thought he had it all figured out. This was going to be yeah the receiving thing figured out. Well, Jerry kind of bombed on it. I mean, Gallup wasn't ready. He wasn't ready on the first game of the season. He had what told him to be drafted. He didn't really pan out at all. Now, now Noah Brown played had his moments where he played well, but again, Noah's not not the answer either. Again, you had what James Washington that you got from you picked up from Pittsburgh, and how often did he play this year? Okay, now you've got Dalton Schultz who is going to be a free agent and may very well not come back next season. So. Again, the thing is with the, yeah, the thing is with Jerry, Jerry's got, Jerry's got to, if he's going to dip into free agency, he's got to spend it all on the offensive side of the ball. Now, if you want, again, I'll say this. Yes, you got to remember, it was a few years back where Dak put up some solid numbers because they had, he had A, he had Amari Cooper, and he had CeeDee Lamb, and he had Michael Gallup, and Dalton Schultz, and he had Zeke, who was still playing fairly well at the time, and you had Tony Pollard. Again, he had weapons. But now, let's put it this way. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, you cut Zeke. Let's say Pollard goes off and plays a real football team, okay? Let's say, um, let's say Dalton Schultz is gone, okay? Who do you got left? And whether you, I don't care whether you're Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, um, yeah, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, where the quarterback is, yeah, you're going to struggle if you don't have weapons. Now, I'm not saying some of his, I mean, I'm sure Dak was some self-inflicted wounds on Dak's part. But again, if you're a quarterback, you want weapons. And for Jerry, I said for Jerry, he has to realize that he's going to have to make a decision. He's going to have to figure something out. He's going to have to get Dak some weapons. Now, whether he gets it, free agency, I don't know. Does he draft him? Again, he's got to spend a lot of time. He might, he might spend every single stitch of his draft on, guess what? 
I'll fix this out of the bottle. Now, I think you can use probably an cornerback, but again, I don't know what player would fall to Jerry's Jerry's slot. You know, as you know, as far as the draft goes, I don't know. You know, but again, I don't know Jerry's mindset. I don't know the scout department's mindset. What needs to be done? But again, you got C.D. Lamb. I mean, again, do you do you do you knock on wood? Do you do you want to bring Odell in? Can you see that you know with Odell? If Odell's completely one hundred percent healthy, he's in shape. Odell's not still not that bad of an option. A guy like Adam Thielen, I think Adam Thielen, Brandon, he's a little bit older. I get it, understand it. And they talked about with Keenan Allen. I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about Keenan Allen. Well, Keenan would be Keenan would be a nice pickup. But again, I don't think he's a, a something that's not going to happen. I think Keenan stays with the Chargers because they want to make Justin Herbert as comfortable as possible. And I think you know, with with Kellen Moore running that system, I think Keenan would be a valuable asset to the Chargers. I don't see him going to the Cowboys. But it becomes very interesting to see moving forward what Jerry's got in mind. Is Jerry is Jerry going to help? Is Jerry going to help out Dak? Is he going to get Dak some weapons? And and CD is right. Part of it is right. I mean, like I said, some of these was like self-inflicted wounds by Dak Prescott. But you got to realize deep down inside. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jerry's got to do something. And like I said, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, let's say, you know, for the sake of argument, I mean, let's say you cut, you, you cut Zeke, you get rid of Zeke. Who's going to replace, who's, who do you want to replace Zeke? Can you re-sign Pollard and is he going to be healthy? Yeah. Jerry's got to do something. And if, if Jerry doesn't do something, this team is, you know, then Dak is going to struggle again. And then people are going to say, well, you blew that $40 million plus per year on Dak Prescott. You blew it. And again, the defense, the defense has been awesome. The defense probably will be pretty decent again next year. But it's the offense that's got to be worked on. And if Dak is going to be your quarterback, and again, there's question marks that, hey, they could, they could, they could trade Dak. I don't think that's going to happen. But what are you going to do? Are you going to re-sign Cooper Rush? And, you know, let Cooper Rush be a new starting quarterback and get rid of Dak? I mean, to me, Jerry is kind of – What's that little expression? You play with fire, you gotta get burned. And eventually, Jerry right now is getting burned because he has no weapons around Dak, and he needs to do something about it. I can see you bring Pollard back. You got rid of Zeke. I'm okay with that. But you better find another receiver, a good number two receiver. However you do it, you gotta figure something out. And I don't know if you can bring Dalton Schultz back, but figure it out. I bring Dalton back. If you get Pollard. Maybe one more running back, um, another receiver, and bring Schultz, yeah, bring Dalton Schultz back. Then you may, then you're on to something. Now the offensive line, now Tyrone Smith could barely be cut because he's been injured for the last few years and he's just not the same guy anymore. I get Zach Martin still there, but Zach is getting long, getting long in, in age, and you have to wonder. You got to look at the future. Again, the right tackle, you might lose your right tackle still, you might lose him. So now the offensive line could become a question. Again, Jerry's got some answers. Certainly he's got some he's got to do some serious thinking on that offensive side of the ball. And for Dak, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe 
getting weapons for Dak is not the biggest, might be, might be not a bigger issue. Maybe he needs somebody to protect Dak. Now they don't, they did it this past, well they got Smith and Tulsa. He's supposed to be maybe the future at left tackle. But again, Jerry needs to figure something out because if Jerry don't figure it out, Philadelphia is still, is still going to be the team to beat in the East. Uh, now, now granted, now granted, the Giants do not have a C.D. Lamb on their team. They do not have that. If Daniel Jones comes back, let's say they put a franchise tag on Barkley, you bring him back, then again, the Giants need some receivers. And at least, yeah, at least Dallas has Gallup. At least Dallas has C.D. Lamb. That's the one thing I will give Dallas edge over the Giants in. And again, I think Dallas has a much better defense than the Giants. So again, to me, Dallas could very well still, it's still probably a little bit better a little bit better than the Giants, and they're a little bit better, you know, but you got to realize, Dallas has to realize, Philadelphia made that made that trade to get A.J. Brown, and it took their offense up another level. Now, again, CD is fine as number one, but you need to make a splash. If Philadelphia's making that splash with A.J. Brown, you need to make a splash and get a a solid number two. You don't necessarily need a number one, but you need a number two to take the pressure off of C.D. Lamb. And if you look around, you can find a number two in this league. I got a number two. Like I said, Adam Thielen could be an interesting possibility. But again, you know the weirdest one of them all. What if you reach out and get Michael Thomas of the Saints? Now, Saints is injured prone. You say Thomas again, he's injured prone. But again, it's a gamble. Maybe it's worth a shot. I don't know. But again, Thomas would would be number one. But right now, CD is certainly number one and should stay the number one guy. Um, another guy is what about Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. I think he's a free agent. Do you look at bringing Jacoby in and let him be the number two guy and put Gallup as the number three? Again, those are thoughts, thoughts to put out there. And we'll see. I think Jerry needs to, like I said, again, CD Lamb is right. Dak does need weapons around him. Jerry knew that going into last season, last offseason. He needed to get weapons around Dak, and he failed to do so. Now, again, Jerry should learn from his mistakes, but a lot of times Jerry does not learn from his mistakes. And somebody needs to step in. Maybe Steven needs to step in. Then again, Steven, I don't know, to me, I think Steven makes mistakes like Jerry does. My thing is, the bottom line is, you need to get Dak some weapons. If you get Dak some weapons, and Dak throws 14, 15, 16 interceptions again this season, then maybe it's, maybe it's Dak. But again, CD's right. Maybe if he gets weapons, maybe his numbers improve. I mean, after all, there was a point in time he did have weapons and he was putting up good numbers until he got hurt. But, Jerry, my advice, get the guy some weapons. Because if you don't get him the weapons, you'll wind up being the same boat again, all over again in 2023. And Jerry, like that old expression goes, if the player fired Jerry, you're going to get burned. And right now, you're on fire. <laughs> and you are certainly getting burned. Let's talk about, let's say the East, but let's jump to the AFC East. And let's talk about the New York Jets. Now, there's a piece of good news coming from the, from the, from the Jets. Now, in their last episode, we talked about Boomer Esiason saying he doesn't think Aaron Rodgers nor Derek Carr is going to come to uh you don't believe neither one of them is going to the, the the Jets now. Of course, the rumors rumors are going around now that Derek Carr could well, could well be a New Orleans Saints, maybe. 
again, there's rumors. Again, there's been rumors that the the Saints and Raiders are kind of in discussion right now. Uh, of course, now there's been recruiting. The Raiders try to recruit Aaron Rodgers to go to the Raiders. So let's say for the sake of argument, all that comes to pass. And Boomer boom, boom might be right. You might have a Baker Mayfield, maybe Andy Dalton, a veteran that should be as your quarterback. Maybe you re-sign Mike White and go put Mike White out there as the as the quarterback. But we're not here to talk about the quarterback situation. At least um, there is some good news, at least moving forward for the Saints. I mean, not for the Saints, for the Jets. The good news is this. I guess you all know by now that the Jets had both offensive player, I guess offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson, Noel Sauce Garden. Now, again, you know, I, again, I think the last time that was done was when the Saints had Alvin Kamara and Marcus Lavin. So again, you know, for the Saints, they might not get the quarterback thing right, but at least, but at least they seem to get, they seem to get something right. Now, you could probably make an argument if Hall had been healthy for a full 17 games, he might have gotten it instead of Garrett Wilson, and that's probably a fair assessment to make. Now, Gardner, Gardner came out, came out with a lot of hype, a lot of hype, and he did love, he did love the hype. He played fairly well in his rookie season. Now, I'm not gonna say Gardner is is a reincarnation of Brevis Allen. I'm not gonna say that. Now again, Brevis, congratulations, he did, and he did. He's going to the Hall of Fame, and when Revis was on in his day, there was nobody better cornerback than Zinedine Revis. I'm not going to say Gardner is reincarnation Revis. I'm not going to say that, but Gardner played exceptionally well. So again, the defense made tremendous strides with the Jets. And again, this past season again, it could be the same thing again this coming season, especially with a guy like Gardner covering enough guys, number one, number one receivers. And Wilson. I give Wilson the credit where he's due on this. He has he had caught passes in what? Wilson, Flacco, uh, was it Chris Streeter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like he caught passes from everybody under the sun. And again, I've always had respect for a receiver that can catch they can catch a pass from any different receiver. There's like three different quarterbacks. That was one of the things I liked about Josh Reynolds when he was with, yeah, he was especially when he was at Texas A&M. I think he had, I think every year he was there, so he had a different type of, every, different type of quarterback every single year. But he seemed, yeah, he seemed to have a good report with the quarterback. And Gary Wilson, he seemed to be kind of sort of in that regard. Now, he wasn't the biggest fan of Zach Wilson. He kind of busted Zach Wilson. But again, uh, you know, again, he was catching pass Wilson. Flacco was a veteran. But he was catching passes from Mike White. He was catching passes from Mike White. And he was catching passes from Chris Streeter. So Garrett was catching passes here, there, and everywhere. Now he had, he had a solid year, over a thousand yards. Um, and for me, that says a lot. You can catch passes from four different quarterbacks. That's the same type of player that you can be. I can you only imagine the guy had a good quarterback. You can imagine he had a Derek Carr, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What, what he really could have, what he really could have done. Now, granted, Derek Aaron didn't have good years, but they would be an upgrade of what, they, what they've got right now. But that'd be a scary thing if Wilson had a quarterback. Can you imagine if Garrett went to Kansas City? Imagine what he could do. Did a thousand yards against against those four quarterbacks. Can you imagine if Mahomes throwing the ball? 
easily 12, 13 of your receiver, maybe more. And I'm not going to say even the next Justin Jefferson, I'm not going to say that. But he would have much better, he would have much better numbers. And I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see if the Jets can get their quarterback situation straight, straightened out and how good this guy can really be. Again, again, the thing about it is the Jets is if the offensive line is healthy, it's not bad, but it can, you can still plug in another lineman, another lineman in there to help, to help out, maybe two. If Hall comes back from, you know, from injury, and then maybe Michael Carter, still not a bad one-two punch. Wilson, I like Elijah's number three, but I, I think Corey Davis is pretty much up out of there. They're talking about Corey Davis maybe being a cat casualty, and he could be gone. But I like to see another, another veteran number two player coming in, and Wilson one, him two, Elijah three, but just get the right quarterback. And now the thing about it is, the Derek Carter factor, I didn't mind that at all whatsoever. Derek Carr could have been, uh, there, I mean, Garrett Wilson could have been his Devontae Adams. I'm not going to say he's Devontae Adams, but you need the, the message. I've always thought Elijah Moore could be his Hunter Renfro. I always thought he could be that type of guy. But again, you know, with the Jets, I'll say this much. They might not get the quarterback situation straight, but they do have an offensive player of the year and a defensive player, yeah, <laughs> rookies, rookies of the year. So that is, at least that is something good that says the, that shows you the Jets brass certainly knows what they're doing as far as drafting. Well, maybe not the quarterback spot, but they seem to have that other spot at least figured out or sort of figured out with uh, Wilson and Gardner moving forward. And certainly I hope, I certainly hope those two young men get a good quarterback and and move on up in the division again. It's still, it's still a ways to go. Buffalo is probably still maybe the team to beat next season. Miami is probably not going anywhere. Again, with New England, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, you figure the offense should be a little bit better under Bill O'Brien. But again, the Jets, you have to wonder. Again, the Jets, there was a point in time, the Jets, you got to remember, the Jets were about oh so close of even having a wild card spot. So things are looking up for the Jets. And that's saying something. If you're close to a playoff spot and you didn't have a good quarterback, imagine if you had a quarterback. Now, I know the Jets are so good. I know they think Zach Wilson's still going to be the quarterback of the future. But sometimes you have to say enough's enough that you got to throw your hands up, you give up, and you move on. And to me, I think that's got to be the case with Zach Wilson. But again, Flacco's not coming back. And do you bring Mike White back? I'm not saying Mike White could come back. I don't know if Mike White will have a, how can I say, I don't know if Mike's going to have a huge, yeah, I don't know if Mike's going to have a lot of offers coming from other teams, but I think Mike could come back from the Jets. I mean, he was a fan favorite. He was a locker room favorite. I'm not saying Mike White is the answer moving forward, but he might have to be the answer right now. I mean, do you draft another quarterback? You know, again, there are some decent quarterbacks in this year's draft, but I don't think the Jets will be in that spot to do that. But, again, the free agent round. I mean, can you bring Derek Carr in? Can you convince Aaron Rodgers to come in? And to be honest with you, and for the Jets fans, I hate to say, Boomer Sison might be right. <laughs> you might have to give up Baker Mayfield. And I don't think Baker, and Baker's not going to be the answer. Andy Dalton, I think Dalton's a little bit better than Baker Mayfield, but I don't think Andy Dalton is the answer, is the answer either. You start looking around, I don't know what about what you do, bringing Joe Cody Brissett. 
nine inch Jacoby might do better than my heel even nine inch Jacoby said um, that's the thing and for that that's going to be a tough situation for the Jets I mean it's got to be found the quarterback get it straight because guys like because if you don't you're going to waste the talent of like Garrett Wilson and you're going to waste the talent of a guy like Gardner and if you can't get it straight here and now young talent like Gardner and young talent like Wilson are going to be are going to be are going to be grumpy to the point where hey if you can't get this done we will up out of here and for the Jets fans I hope that's not going to be the case moving forward because these are two talented young men that you can certainly build your future around and hopefully hopefully the Jets get it straight once and for all because if you don't these young men are going to want to get up up out yeah up out of uh, New York and go to a team that's a playoff contender and I'm sure New York they had a they had a taste of it with the Jets. But can you imagine the Jets and Giants both in the playoffs? Can you imagine the, can you imagine how New York would how much of a frenzy New York would be if that'd be the case. But for the Jets, it is a good step in the right direction. Those two young men, but the bottom line is you have to get a quarterback. You better get it soon. Or these two young men in a few years from now are gonna be great are gonna get to the point where they want a battle. Uh, the last subject we'll bring up is the, um, I guess you've heard about since the NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Eagles, uh, some of the 49ers players have come out, and I think they pretty much have, um, I, guess, I guess they bashed, they have bashed the um, the Eagles. Uh, I know Christian McCaffrey had came out and said said some stuff. I know, um, what is it, uh, Robbie Gould, Gould, the kicker from the uh, 49ers, he has come out and I think he said Jalen Hurts, he feels it's not a top, a top of the line quarterback. And I think Debo, he had said some stuff as well. Now, I think the bottom line is certainly is this. Um, this seems to be a occurring thing here. I mean, when Buffalo lost to Cincinnati, Buffalo players, I think, had bashed Cincinnati. Cincinnati players bashed Buffalo. But it, from, it, all the comments I've read from, you know, from McCaffrey, Debo, to, yeah, you know, to Robbie Gould, to me it kind of sounds like, it, it sounds more like sour grapes than anything else. Now, I get it, I get it to the point where they were kind of boxing. They were kind of like their back was against the wall. But the simple fact is that your starting quarterback, Brock Purdy, got hurt like with the sixth, the sixth play of the game, his elbow. You yank him in, you take him out, and you bring in, and you bring in Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson, who was like your fourth quarterback you used that year. Josh had a concussion. He got knocked down. You had to bring back Brock in, and Brock had a had a, had a had a bad elbow, he couldn't throw a pass. So, so don't get me wrong. I understand the, I understand the 49ers' point of view is to the point as well. Maybe if we had a healthy quarterback, and again, I get it. They went through, you went through what? You had Trey Lance, he hurt his ankle. You had Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo played fine. He got hurt. You had to get the, the very last player in the draft, Brock Purdy, to be your starting quarterback, and Brock. Played well in the eight games he played in six games, six regular season, two playoff games. Well, maybe the instant championship game because of his elbow. But Brock started eight games and he was what? Let's say 70 or 71. 
They can't ask me anything more from my from a guy that was the very last pick in the draft. And Josh Johnson, he's been on what? It seems like every team in the NFL, it seems like, seems to be the case. So, I mean, I, the long and short is I get it. I get the point why the 49ers were upset. Simply put is, if they, yeah, simply put, if your starting quarterback gets hurt, yeah, yeah, on the sixth play, sixth play of the yeah, sixth play of the NFC Championship game, he gets knocked down. You get your four-string quarterback who, who I don't, didn't add, well, didn't add to the roster thing for like a few weeks prior to that. Put him on the practice squad, and bring bring him back, bring him out. He gets concussed, and then bring a guy that was like pretty much a one-arm a one-arm guy, you might as well say, who couldn't throw a football. Now, I get it. Their point of view was, what if we, what if Ross had been healthy? Again, you can play the A and if what, but but again, you think the Eagles, you think the Eagles are gonna, you think the Eagles are gonna sit back and feel sorry and, and gonna feel sorry for the poor damage. No, because they're in the Super Bowl right now. Let's let's say the shoes on the foot. Let's say Jalen Hurts got hurt. Randy and Garth Minshew, Boyd Minshew got hurt. Again, that's what now again. That's why that's why now there's gonna there could be a ruling coming down where you need to address three quarterbacks, not two quarterbacks. That that ruling is coming down. That ruling could very well come down in the all season. But you know, again, you know, I, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I guess the old question: if you didn't have, if you didn't have bad luck, you'd have no luck at all. I guess you never heard of that. I get the 49ers, they had bad luck. They went through four quarterbacks. But to be honest with you, you go through four quarterbacks, you get to the NFC Championship game. To me, that's saying a lot for your for your team itself. Now again, if Brock, I get it, if Brock was healthy, Christian, you know, Christian could gone for 100 yards before the Eagles. You don't know. If he was healthy, could, yeah. Debo would have been a factor. Kiva could have been a factor. But again, the passing game was not a factor because the guy was the guy was playing with one arm basically. And unfortunately the arm that got hurt was just the one arm. Or was the one elbow, we should say. I get it. I understand it. And the, the thing is it's more you it's they're coming out and saying, well, if we had a healthy quarterback, we would have who knows what would have happened. Yeah, I get it and understand the guys. It is what it is. I guess it is what's the expression you gotta suck it up, suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up. You lost, come back next season, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Purdy, whether it's somebody else, don't know. Come back, yeah, you just, you know, put, take, take it out, take your vengeance out on on the NFC or any other team that's going to be in the schedule next season. Beat them, pound them, you know, and tell everybody in the world that, hey, we're back. Now, I get it. Another thing the 49ers says is, it seems like, it seems like every year, or every other year, they seem in a situation where they're about this close to getting back to the Super Bowl, and they always seem to come up short. They came up short against, you know, they came up short against the Rams. Not yeah. They seem to be in a situation where they're almost there, but they can't, you know, for some, whatever reason it is, they cannot reach the Super Bowl. And again, I'm sure, again, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with this, is you're this close, but you can't get it. It's like the, the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's that Mack truck that comes right through and snags your nerves right in the right upside your head. And again, I get it. You're upset. But guys, 
come back next season. We're right along. That's all I have this episode. Please take care of yourselves. See you again soon.